All right, we're here. Welcome to episode 15 of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I review music, television, and film, interview guests from all walks of life, and provide social commentary on lifestyle topics. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know, and we'll do our best to change that. You know, it's good to get some music into this whole operation. I'm not going to lie. We're here again for another episode. I got some movies to talk about, a little bit of TV. I got some music, the design of the week, of course. But uh, before we get into any of that stuff, I just want to talk about how, like, everything's kind of opening back up. And how people are slowly starting to say, like, all right, we can be outside and whatever, yada, yada, yada. And um, just address all of, like, the protests and stuff that's going on. So, like, I just noticed that it's affecting black and white communities very differently. Um, Like, predominantly black communities are still uh, very much so on lockdown. And, you know, the police presence there is kind of instructing that with more force than they are in white communities. Um, that's not really happening in white communities at all. Uh, actually, I saw a picture of police passing out masks in a park that was um, in a white community, uh, in a white, yeah, in a white community. So um, I just wanted to point that out and just really just address how like shitty it is that, you know, racist structures still exist even during like everything that's going on right now. But um, we're going to stay positive. You know, I got the Drake, the new Drake on the intro. I mean, trying something new. I just feel like including music into this whole thing is just a really good idea. But we're going to get into it today. My approach for the design of the week initially was like to have more more of a broader scope in terms of like the, the designers I covered than the designs that I covered in terms of like time and um location and stuff like that and you know the more i've been like actively looking for designs and designers on the internet like the more i'm kind of leaning towards highlighting more designers in my community and uh just in a in a smaller scope and you know maybe give some people some notoriety and some shine that like don't have all the opportunities in the world so not to say that the people who I cover aren't successful. It's just that I kind of want to, I kind of wanted to be closer, closer to home, hit closer to home. Uh, but with that being said, the design of the week for this week is the handmade CD rug by Sean Brown. Uh, that was created this year. Uh, I didn't get to write a whole description for it, but on versus myhistory.com, you'll see it uh, by the time this episode is out. But the whole concept of it is that he decided to 
make custom rugs out of his some of his favorite CDs. And uh, some of those CDs were like Volume 3 by Jay-Z and um, X and Y by uh, Coldplay. And then there was another one. Uh, let me see. Which one was it? I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, Shade Love Deluxe. So, yeah. Uh, they're really fire. The pictures are going to be on the website. And, um, yeah, let's get into some new music. As you can see by the intro, I fuck with the new Drake. Uh, that intro to that project is really dope. And I'm glad that even in a situation where he's putting out a project that probably would have never came out if we all weren't stuck inside, uh, he still cares about that in terms of, like, paying attention to his his uh his brand because a lot of people are not known for good intros and uh jay-z's i mean jay-z drake is up there with uh jay-z uh as one of the people who like really put a lot of focus into how they're gonna start their their uh how they're gonna start their album but yeah so the drake project it dropped um it was basically just a project full of lucy's a lot of stuff that was like leaked online already that um, if you were really like looking for, you could find. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the uh, of a couple of tracks, but all in all, it sounds like a body of work that wouldn't have come out under different circumstances. And um, not to say that, it, but like I, I feel like that has a negative connotation. But in reality, like somebody who somebody like Drake, an artist like Drake, who makes so much money off the music industry puts a lot of time and effort into what music he puts out. So of course there's going to be tons of music that we never get. And I feel like outside of what he released, which was like desires and, um, when to say when the Chicago freestyle, uh, and Tusi slide, most of these songs were like, you know, songs that I could have done without forever. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that that's harsh, but you know, it's just, this is my opinion of it. It's not a bad project. Uh, it's definitely some, like, some of my favorites on a project are, like, uh, Losses, Time Flies, Demon with Fabio. And I even like the war joint that everybody's making fun of. But, uh, <laughs> you know, every, uh, like, we should appreciate that he was willing to put this out because you know that we would have never got this. And um, the mixtape days are well behind us. So, you know, I try to be appreciative of all music. And some people just, I see, like, on the internet, like, I'm recording this episode on Sunday, and it only came out on Friday, and everybody's talking about, oh, it's trash, and da, da, da. And I'm not trying to, I'm not here to be defending Drake or whatever, but, like, my nigga, like, it's been two days, and the fuck, like, you was, you was going to find a reason to <laughs> hate anyway. But uh, what else we got? Oh, Free Nationals was on uh, Tiny Desk again. That was a really good episode. Um, I It's very surprising to see how far this band has come uh, in the industry because, like, they don't have, like, the typical uh, style of, like, what would, like, be in or be successful, but they have one of the most, if not the most viewed, uh, Tiny Desk performance with uh, Anderson Pack. And for this new episode, they brought him back again and he performed a song, but it was really just focused on the band and they brought in some other guests and it was really dope. 
And um, I fuck with Free Nationals, man. And their album is really good. Go get that. Uh, Well, of course, the Queen had to bless us during the quarantine. So Beyonce went ahead and uh, hopped on Meg Thee Stallion's uh, Savage. That's ever so popular on the TikTok platform. This is not an ad for them, no. Uh, And everybody went crazy, especially the women. Shout out to the women. But, you know, it's a real dope track. I personally don't think that the song required a remix, but that's not really, that's not really, that's neither here nor there, to be honest, because, you know, remixes are supposed to hype the track up, and that's exactly what it did. That's exactly what it did. You can't really go wrong with a Beyonce feature, to be honest. That's like almost an automatic hit on the charts. So she she did her thing, and Meg always got the bars like i feel like meg is really slept on in terms of bars like everybody knows that she's like really popular and stuff like that but she can actually really wrap her ass off like for real another one with uh a remix is doja cat who's becoming more of a favorite uh, for me in the most recent weeks because like yo like not only do i think that she's really good at rapping uh her beat selection is really fire like and it and it matches her voice it matches her style and like i don't know if she's making her own beats i've seen a couple of clips of her on instagram live like messing with making beats and stuff like that but whoever's like engineering her session and making her beats and stuff like that like they're doing a really good job of uh finding that sweet spot of where her sound really like flourishes um what else we got oh so my lb was trying to put me on to mozzie for a minute and like honestly i really just wasn't with it um not because i didn't i had anything against him specifically but i'm just to listening to music new music in general but um i don't know it wasn't really that much music it wasn't really that much new music that came out this weekend. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and listen to this. So he got he released his new album, which is um I think it's called Beyond Bulletproof. And what do you know? Like and not to and this is not to say that this is the first time I'm hearing him, but you know, this is the first time I'm hearing him in like uh in the album format. And it was really dope. It's really dope. And I think that like his music is gonna be in my rotation um for the coming summer. And I think I'm gonna even go back, back through that catalog and see what he, see what he's spitting. But yeah, nah, the um the Mozzie album was dope. Um, I didn't even talk about, <laughs> I didn't even talk about Nicki Minaj on the Doja Cat remix, uh, the Say So remix. But like Nicki, I don't know, man. Like I'm a fan of old Nicki, I, I really am. But that remix is not it, like. That's a song that really didn't need a remix at all. Like, it was perfect exactly how it was. So when I heard that Nicki hopped on it, I wasn't really like, oh, why did Nicki get on it? I was like, why is there a remix at all? But, you know, during the quarantine, everything's in the music industry is all fucked up. So I'm sure that all these remixes and stuff like that are dropping because everything's opening back up and yada, yada, yada. But regardless of it... um. I don't know. Like, I'm just not... I'm a fan of Doja Cat, and that song is pretty cool, but I don't like what Nicki did to it. Um, So, in the realm of television, uh, I guess 
I didn't really watch that much this week, to be honest. Um, I didn't watch that much TV. It just wasn't a lot to watch. Like, I would have had to start a new series, and that was, like, already multiple seasons deep for me to really be locked in the way I usually am. But, like, everything that I usually watch is, like, wrapping up outside of Insecure. But I guess we can start there. So episode four, I believe, of Insecure uh, aired tonight. And uh, it was a really good episode, I think. Um, It just showed that, like, Issa's going through a lot right now. And it, um, I like, well, first of all, I want to get into how, like, the the season has done a really good uh, job with how they time jump per episode. So in this episode, Tiffany already has her kid and they break down like in every season, um, every scene in this episode is like important information or things that are of quality to know. So um, even with like um, the scene with Lawrence and the baby and stuff like that and Derek, um, it was like obviously a moment of comedy and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just real shit, you know, like a guy, one day you just a, a regular guy. And then the next day, like you're a dad and you got to worry about, especially if you're the dad to a woman, um, a baby girl, uh, you, you know, like your morals, they got to change because like the way you treated women in the past has to change because you got to, you have somebody, you have a woman that you have to treat right. But you know, I'm, a, I'm, getting beside my point the point is that like it was a really good episode and all the information was really cool the dynamic between Issa and molly is still falling apart i'm surprised that it's not all the way falling apart at this point but it's clear to me that like um it's more so molly not wanting to be Issa's friend than Issa not wanting to be molly's friend and i feel like when i feel like in the past we've seen molly like really uh mess up relationships that she was in but i wouldn't say that this is necessarily that case with andrew at least um if anything like she transferred the issues that she usually has with within her relationships with uh and she's like brought them over to her relationship with Eve because they seem to not be on the same page or they can't get on the same page at all this season and i don't really see i don't really see how that's happening to be honest um at first i thought it was like a back and forth but as more episodes air it looks more like molly is creating the issues or creating the distance between them because um isa is still like showing love to molly because like they're girls or whatever and molly is kind of just brushing her off and then whenever something i don't know whenever she kind of conjures up another reason why the relationship isn't meaningful to her anymore she just gets weird and um i don't know uh this the season's really good this this season um it's really really good stuff we're covering i thought we were gonna cover more like spicy topics like oh is that Derek really really Derek's kid and stuff like that but um it's kind of like shifting away towards that conspiracy and um, even like all the Joe stuff is kind of like in the past, but I like the direction that the show is going. It seems like 
um, is wants to touch like real topics and like stay a little bit more grounded than be such a laugh laugh out loud comedy and still like provide like really good social commentary for today's dating world and stuff like that. But that's just how I felt about Insecure. Um, Westworld, Westworld's finale aired tonight also. And um, it was really good. It was probably one of the best episodes of the season, to be honest. Uh, spoilers, RIP to my girl Dolores. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a nice run, but sadly it, it has come to a close. Um, we see, we see Caleb, um, you know, completing basically what is the first part of this grand master scheme that Dolores has come up with to you know what seems like she wants to do is in civilization but we kind of learn further throughout the episode that that's not necessarily what she wanted and she wanted to choose somebody who could either destroy the planet or could make the choice to save it um i thought that was a nice little way to like wrap her um her her arc up even though i don't necessarily believe that that's how it should have even though it was it wasn't written badly, I just don't think that that's how her character should have been like wrapped up. But that's just my personal opinion. It was a real good episode. Maeve, um, just badass as always. Uh, Thinny Newton does a terrific job playing that role. Um, this world where like security and police and people for hire are just on call through an app is very crazy. Um, it's very interesting to see. For real. Uh, and we see Marshawn Lynch and Lena Waithe back in this episode uh, playing their roles. And, uh, you know, we just see society collapsing slowly. And Ciroc has done everything to try to, like, keep all of this from happening. Um, and I thought that the season that that was, like, a really good twist to put on the episode. And I can tell that they really put a lot of effort into the season and it was a really good season. You know, I don't really know where it goes from here. I think there's going to be like a time jump and stuff like that. Um, I hope that um, was Aaron Paul's. I hope Aaron Paul stays on the show. I think that he's going to be his regular um, from here on. Hopefully um, it doesn't go back to like, like it's, it's, it ended weirdly enough. Right. So. Like, we obviously get that post credit scene with the man in black and stuff like that. And then the big old thing where all of these hosts getting printed out. So it's kind of like this show is shifting towards real life being like how it was in a park. And that's really interesting. But all of the stuff that happened this season um, kind of wrapped up in a way that, like, seemed really self-contained. And... um it really did a good job of moving the story forward. But, you know, I just don't know how everything's going to go. And this was a real big step up from season two, I must say. Like, a real big step up. Like, season two was um, extremely convoluted. And it wrapped up nicely, but it was just, like, too much. It was too much. It was too, um, it's too cranial or, I don't know. I don't know the right word. I'm, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it was it was too like, 
Like, you try to be too smart, too intelligent, but whatever. Uh, what else? I caught episodes three and four of The Last Dance. Uh, those two episodes kind of focused on Dennis Rodman, his time in Detroit on the Pistons and um, the Pistons in general and how they played against Mike and how they dominated the league and these things and how Dennis Rodman just – he really got distracted and not distracted but bored with basketball because his team was so good and you know like these are issues of the past and there is this documentary is really turn is turning out really well and it's given really good um in-depth details and profiles of you know these players on this amazing team uh that came to be but you know this uh what else will i say on it you know mike just <laughs> mike was great man like it's, it's really crazy to see this like it's like a history book and um you know it's just great content but i'll keep covering this until we get to the end of the road uh this is really shaping up to be uh, a way better documentary series than um i don't know i guess not than what i thought because there's not there's not too much covering michael jordan and i really appreciate it is i guess is what i'll say I appreciate the genuine uh, the genuineness of it. It seems genuine. The approach seemed genuine. Um and it seemed like somebody really covering it seems like a group of people or organization really covering somebody from a way that's not like trying to gain anything and just really wanting to get to the nitty-gritty and the true story of like how this team came to be or this last season rather. So yeah. There's last dance, but we're gonna move on to movies because we got a lot of movies to talk about today. Somehow, like, I ended up watching a lot of movies this week. I think I was just like making up for how much TV I had been watching, but I caught some good movies, and I'll just start with the one that I didn't think was good, uh, which was Black Klansman. And I spent a lot of time avoiding this movie because. Even though I didn't hate the trailer when it was first announced, something about it just was weird. Like uh, Denzel's son and Adam Driver and the whole concept of like the black guy talking on home, but the white guy doing all the stuff in person and stuff like that. And, you know, it was an interesting concept. So I was like curious to know how the film played out, but still there's something keeping me away from watching it. But, you know, I wasn't going to stay away from it forever. So this week, I was just like, you know, whatever, I'll put it on. And it was weird, man. Like, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, the story was set up in a way that, like, uh, the black, the, the black cop, he didn't, he didn't, um, he had no reason to stay talking on the phone with the Ku Klux Klan if, they were suspect uh if they were suspecting that his voice sounded weird that was first and foremost for me uh what else was like his relationship with patrice was inconsequential in my opinion uh it didn't matter i feel like the character of patrice was miscasted um while the girl is you know she's pretty and i like what she did in spider-man um homecoming but in this film, it just wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't a good fit. Uh, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to sh completely shit on it because it wasn't a terrible movie. Um, and I definitely was entertained 
but like it just i feel like the concept could have been executed better uh or more to my tasting at least because this was just it, like even the way the story wrapped up like everything wrapped up so smooth they they're sitting in a bar with like they're sitting in a bar with the Reese's cop and he's like admitting spilling his guts and then the chief comes in and arrests him and like I don't know I just wasn't like I wasn't feeling it that wasn't really my cup of tea but that's just how I felt about Black Klansman I don't especially still still a genius it's just that his most his more recent stuff has been not great I'm not gonna lie and for that to be the movie that he won an Oscar for is crazy. Like it's, it's insane to me, but you know, he got his flowers. Nonetheless, the flowers that he was looking for at, at the very least. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched the art of self-defense last night. Um, that movie is really good. And you know, Jesse Eisenberg, he always, it stars Jesse Eisenberg and, um, his, choice of movies and what he chooses to like act in is really always interesting because he always chooses like good scripts and um there's some there's like a list of actors out there that like i'll compile one day that like you know that if they're starting this movie um it's probably gonna be dope and um ryan gosling not ryan gosling jake gyllenhaal excuse me is another one of those um even well I'll say Ryan Gosling too, actually, because you know he got the Blade Runner joint and La La Land or whatever. I didn't. Regardless, um, it was what was I saying? Lost my done. Lost my train of thought. Oh, art of self defense. Okay, so yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. He did really well on this movie. Um, playing just like a guy who was like down on his luck and got mugged and who was just really frail and fragile and nervous all the time about the world and. He joins this karate school and he gets proper training. Well, what he thinks is proper training at first, and he tries to get really into it, and it turns him into a really violent person. And you know, as the film goes along, we see more into how the karate school operates and what they, what kind of stuff that they do in their night classes and uh, in their extracurriculars. And we even get into the senseis and stuff like that. It's a really good movie. Uh, a real sleeper, I'll say even, and it's uh it's on Hulu, so I will I will go check that out. Another another movie that I watched I watched that today actually was um Bad Education, and that is on HBO. Black Klansman is on HBO as well, by the way. But yeah, so I watched Bad Education, which stars um Hugh Jackman, and that's basically about that's basically this story uh about the school superintendent that was like stealing money from the the school from the schools uh like millions of dollars and um the lady that like worked directly under him was also stealing millions of dollars from the school and they both got sent to prison and it's this really crazy story and you know it you don't really see the direction that it's unraveling in at first um but like as the film goes along it's it's really a wild ride it's one of those like you sitting on the edge of your seat wondering what's gonna happen next kind of movies like it, it gave me like wolf of wall street vibes i'll say but yeah that was a really good movie uh hugh jackman is really great and you know there's a lot of things that happen in the movie that like like oh like 
it like more like <laughs> it just shows people are crazy like white people crazy that's what i'll say that's I, i'll leave it at that that's what that movie is about to me white people be crazy but um last but not least we got the uh miles davis documentary and um man this documentary which is on netflix by the way um is powerful like it like miles davis is inspirational he's captivating awe-inspiring he's all of that like like his his impact and what he brought to music and jazz in general is just insane his creative mind is out of this world um his aesthetic is the blueprint for like black chic i think um his music is just cool it's just slick it's sleek his story like the type of person he is and uh like in terms of his travels and how he learned music going to juilliard and being on 125th street in the jazz clubs and combining those sounds and the uh the 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 um strategy and uh discipline of juilliard with the style and culture of 125th street and bringing that together is really just amazing and how they paint the story is is really good and you know like when we celebrate our heroes we got to be honest about them right so they talk about like his domestic abuse and his drug usage and all of these things and how he uh, tried to overcome it. And, you know, like it was a really in-depth story, uh, one that I really enjoyed. And I think that made me like a new avid jazz, like jazz listener and like gave me uh, definitely a newfound uh, love for jazz music because like I feel like I'm playing it all the time now. Um, the progressive way, the progressive nature of how he creates is very interesting because like later in his career, he just kept playing music and kept playing music and kept changing bands and always wanted to play with different artists and different musicians who would be of the times and know how music is evolving and changing and stuff like that. And I thought that was really interesting of him. And, um, he just wanted his music to be whatever is coming out of him and be an extension of what everybody's listening to. And, you know, people who create in that fashion and like have that appreciation for uh, a genre uh, really mean something. And, you know, they need to be given the credit when credit is due. And, you know, he made it cool look easy, man. And the women that he was with, you know, he just, <sighs> got a new hero, I gotta say. I know that sounds corny, but you know, you gotta you gotta have heroes in this thing, in his life. And uh Miles Davis, he really did uh he really did exceptional he created exceptional music and um he was just an amazing artist in like to begin with. So like that's well, that's what I got from it. Go watch it. I forget what the exact name of the documentary is, but um, it's on Netflix and it's about Miles Davis. So just look up Miles Davis on Netflix. And um, I think that's all we got for today. You know, I thought that I was going to be a little bit lo more longer, be a little bit longer winded in terms of movies. But um, my pains are pretty straightforward when it comes to that stuff. So. 
I'm going to let y'all get out of here. As always, send topics, questions, movies, and music suggestions. That would be very appreciated. Um, I really like hearing from you guys in terms of feedback from the podcast. So whatever you guys like want me to bring here is just, uh, I always want to like try something new here. And like, I got a bunch of equipment, uh, in the mail from Amazon. The quality of everything is really going to step up. Like, I'm just so excited of what you guys are going to be able to receive from me and what I'm going to be able to create in general. Because uh, the future is looking bright. And um, we're going to rock this thing out. But, yeah. So, remember, follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Versus Mike History. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike History. And you can follow me on Instagram at Last Name History. And remember, as always, to get all of the content for the show, meaning playlists, meaning episodes, meaning design of the week, meaning anything else that I may add on the website, all on www.versusmikehistory.com. And we are done.